You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. This is episode 13 of Renewing the Mind. I'm going to take my text today from Psalm 37 and verse 4, which says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, this is part of the process that we learn to do in renewing our minds. We delight in the Lord. We take joy in what God has said in His Word. When you delight in the Lord, and if you delight in His Word, it will reorder or reshape your desires. Now, spiritually immature people have immature desires. I remember when I was in high school, there was a girl that busted up with her boyfriend. She was really pretty. And she came outside this high school dance one night and asked me to give her a ride home. And um, she became romantic with me on the way home. And I certainly had no objections to that. I was thrilled with that. Oh, did I have a crush. And I prayed and prayed and prayed, God, make her to love me. I want her to love me. God, please put it in her heart to love me. I wasn't even following God, but I was praying that prayer. Well, she didn't love me, and God did not answer that prayer. It was a foolish prayer. It was a very immature prayer. And if I were to talk to my young immature self, I'm sure my immature self would never have been able to understand that because at the time it seemed like the most important thing in all the world, that that girl loved me. I really wanted that. But I look back now, and I see the wife that God led me to, the woman that I married, and I see how good she has been for me. I see how pretty she is. And I look back on that prayer, and I say, thank you, Lord, for not answering that prayer. Thank you for not giving me that answer. It was a foolish prayer. I was immature. Not only immature, I wasn't even right with God. But even as new believers, we pray immature things. When I became a follower of Christ, when I was 17 and a half, for the first time ever, I had a steady girlfriend. And I considered that a great accomplishment because maybe a lot of guys had steady girlfriends all through school. I didn't have that. I was midway through my junior year before I ever had a steady girlfriend. And so I did not want to give her up. So even though I got saved, she did not. She didn't see eye to eye with me concerning my walk with God. So I requested prayer for her every time I went to church. And I would always talk to some of the women about it because I thought maybe they'd be more sensitive to it. One day, while I was requesting prayer for my unsaved girlfriend, a lady that I was talking to said, Willie, you don't need that girl. And I did not want to hear that. It offended me. I didn't like what I was hearing. And she sat me down and opened up the Bible. And she turned to 2 Corinthians 6.14. And she said, look at this verse. And it says, be you not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And she went on to read the whole of the verse. And I saw right there that the problem with me and my girlfriend was that I was in a yoke with her. 
And she was an unbeliever. I was not. And I saw and heard from my teacher, this lady who was instructing me, that I was headed for heartbreak if I continued to pursue this. Now, I didn't readily decide to break up with the girl. It took me a few hours. But as I thought about this long and hard, I realized if I was going to be serious in walking with God, I needed to obey that scripture. That's what it means to make Jesus the Lord of your life. It means that you are going to obey his written word. So I called the girl, went over to her house. We sat in the car in front of her house, and very politely I broke up with her, told her why I was going to do it. She did not want to do it. She didn't agree with it. She felt like we could continue to be together. But I told her, I said, you're going one direction, I'm going another. I didn't say you're going to hell, I'm going to heaven. I didn't say that. I said, I want to please God. I want to follow Jesus. You don't ever want to talk about him. You have no real desire to do it. You tell me it's not important to you. So I I don't want us to have a relationship that's going to result in heartbreak. And so I broke up with her. When I drove away from her house, I fully expected to grieve. I I thought, I know this is going to be tough. I'm probably going to regret it. But I was amazed. When I obeyed the Word of God, there was an amazing blessing that came on me. There was a great release. I had no sorrow. The Holy Spirit comforted me. He put something into my heart that I had never seen or known before. It was a comfort. It was a sense of God has this. And even though I went for several months without even dating a girl, I I was excited because I knew God had something great for me for my future, and I could hardly wait to see what it was going to be. And then later on, I met the girl I would eventually marry. Uh, But I was thrilled that the Lord put in my heart, I have your future. Don't worry about it. And he did. He gave me a comfort and a confidence that let me know I was in the right place. Now, here's what I was able to do. I was able to trust God. And this is where a lot of people fail because they really don't trust God. They really don't believe that God has their absolute best in mind. A person who trusts God is a person who says, God, I don't see this myself. Myself, this is difficult for me to embrace, but if you say so, I will do it. I will do what you ask me to do. That is trust. Now, Psalm 37.5, I want you to listen to it. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. So you see, I was pursuing this girl as though she would be my wife someday. I was thinking we might get married as soon as she graduated. But God had other things in mind, and God had a plan for me. And by the way, I wasn't ready to marry uh, just one year out of high school. I was not married. I needed some time to develop, mature, and to become the husband and father that I would need to be. So the Word of God is the only place that we can find this maturity and understand trust. It's where we see God's commitment to His people. The Word of God then allows me to trust. as I was able to trust Him, and He confirmed it. When I busted up with the girl, His Holy Spirit gave me a quiet peace and a confidence. And even though I didn't have an answer, 
I didn't have another girl lined up to take her place. It was not like the next week some beautiful Christian girl walked into my life. That did not happen. But I had this peace inside me that I knew it would be okay. I saw the benefits of trust. If your focus is not on God, if your focus is not on His righteous character, then what will happen is you will be discouraged and you'll give up and you won't be able to walk with God. So we learn to focus on God and on His righteous character. Now I want to change the subject just a bit right here, and I want to show you how important it is for us to trust at all times. And this is a great example, and hopefully this is an illustration that will stick with you. Romans 12, 15 says this, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Now, if you do not trust God and something really good happens to a friend of yours, somebody that you know, and they are rejoicing when you're going through a tough time, it's very difficult to rejoice with them. You have a hard time. In fact, I've seen this happen with a lot of people. I've seen people pout and become discouraged because their friend or their brother, their sister in Christ had an amazing breakthrough, got a raise in pay, a new job, a promotion. Maybe they found a house that was an amazing deal, and their friends became jealous and upset. And let me tell you why that happens with people. It happens because they're not trusting God. They cannot see that God is going to bless them like this down the road. In other words, when someone else receives this blessing that I would like to have had, it disappoints me. And you know what it says? It says that your God is a little God. And you think of your God as one who can only bless one person at a time. But that's not true. God can bless us all at the same time. So for this reason, I can rejoice when my brother is being blessed abundantly. And I may not be at that moment. Do you realize that God does not have us all on the same timetable? The reverse of this is true too. Paul said in Romans 12, 15, weep with those who weep. In other words, there are times when some of my friends or my brothers in Christ are going through a very difficult time. The Bible tells me to sympathize with them. It tells me to show empathy, to stop. And even though I may not be in that situation, I learn to shoulder some of their burden. I can feel their pain. Now, actually, what I have seen is that we are typically better at weeping with those who weep than we are rejoicing with those who rejoice. And sometimes when you're struggling and your brother gets a breakthrough, it's the hardest thing in the world for you to be happy for someone else's blessing. But i got to tell you, you've got to learn to do it, and you choose to do it. It may not be in your emotional makeup to do it, but you do it anyway. And let me tell you what you're doing. By faith, you are saying to the Father, Father, I believe that you have a blessing for me that is as good as this one, even better because it's my blessing and it fits me. 
So I don't need what someone else has. I rejoice that they got it, but I know that you have something great for me, and I trust you that in the right season, at the right time, it will come to pass. That is trust. And can I tell you, you cannot renew your mind and change the way you think to learn how to think God's thoughts if you don't understand this concept of trust. Trust means it's not happening right now. I don't see it right now, but I'm thrilled and I'm happy to follow God even though it hasn't yet come because I trust Him. It's all the time we have for today, but I pray that you'll take this lesson to heart and let it become a part of your thinking process. See you tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.